You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome. It's Patrick Bexel, and I'm joined by the fugitive. Who isn't a fugitive anymore? Are you, Anton? Well, I'll be a fugitive next week when I'm traveling around Europe again. But right now I'm in Sweden. Yeah, he's still a fugitive. We're all happy, and that will be the series for the whole of July when we don't have anything else to talk about. Anton's exploits as a fugitive, and we can all take a guess where he is next. But we're here today to talk about a draft prospect that we both have seen live, and uh, I think that was the only good thing that came out of that trip, Anton, when we went to Engelholm from different directions, met up, saw Felix Nilsson, because let's be honest, Adam Engstrom had a terrible game that that time, (laughs) and uh, the day after, we got the news that uh, eyes on the prize were being... uh, let go from SB Nation as well. And here we are a couple of months later, still going strong. What did you think when you saw Felix Nilsson that time? He's a very solid and reliable player for, for such a young age. I mean, he has a June 22nd birthday, so he's about to turn 18 uh, in, in a couple of weeks. Um, so he's very young coming into the draft, and uh, but he's very polished uh for for being so young and you know in in some ways you could probably make the uh, comparison to uh to an autumn angston but but as a forward uh the way that he is able to uh, you know he has played 18 shl games already uh as a 17 year old he played two games in the playoffs as well um he's been a a mainstay for sweden's u18 team uh this season before he got injured um it's at this point it's just the production missing at the uh, at the top level but that's natural when you come up as a 17 year old playing uh, playing the men's game but yeah he's a, he's an impressive kid and uh, someone will take a swing on him quite early in the draft yeah right now a lot of the different agencies have him all over the place we've seen him as high as 41 i think with ep and we've seen him as low with smash scouting at was it 80? So there's a lot of variance there. We know that a lot of GMs likes him. And and obviously they have made, their job is to look at tape and, and have their scouts going back to them with, with information. Looking at it though, we have the, when you compare some of these lists, I mean, these are public lists that, and not everyone has the time to sit a thousand hours and watch every prospect. So missing out on the under 18s, is probably a really big deal for Felix Nilsson going into the draft. Yeah, for sure. Uh, especially since, as we said, he had he had zero points in 18 games uh, in the SHL and zero points in two playoff games. Um, the fact that he had 41 points in 36 games uh, in the J20 National with uh, with the J uh, with the under 20 team for regular, um, it would have been just nice to see him play against his peers and see what he had picked up from all of those SHL games uh, to see if he could, you know, properly dominate because this isn't, it isn't, uh, you know, just a hardworking, um, hardworking, you know, young lad coming up and, and naturally just settling in for a bottom six role. I mean, he he's a skilled player. It's just that, you know, it takes some time getting used to that when you come up to the SHL, but if he had played for uh, if he had played the U18s for uh, for example the World Juniors, um, it would have been interesting to see just what he could bring to that team. Um, 
but yeah, um, for sure, uh, he's he's a an interesting guy uh, going forward, uh, as as well as interesting, you know, Adam Engstrom being a Stockholm kid coming to Rögle for development. Uh, Felix Nilsson is the same way. He played for STE, uh, a small team in in um, in, the, in the Stockholm region before leaving for Rögle in uh, 2021 uh, when he was 16. So. Uh, there, there are good things to come, and you know we know that Regla is a is a great development program for for young kids who want to you know become good SHLers. So I don't think he could have a better uh, environment to develop in. Indeed, and and you mentioned the SHL games, and I think uh, Elite Prospects and others have all the games that he was part of the team uh, listed. Um, yeah. There are two games at least uh, where he had no time on ice yeah. recorded. Um, when I look at the SHL uh, uh, website, uh, really good source. And and I mean, like most of the time on ice is around, let's say, an average eight minutes. Yeah, like that. Between... Yeah, classic fourth line role. Yeah. yeah. So so he hasn't really had the time to shine either, which no. is sort of expected again, as you mentioned, uh, coming into. Um, SHL as a young player, you gotta maybe not earn, but you're not gonna be played in all situations at least. So, yeah. so yeah, it's I not was... like you're gonna get power play time, you know, coming up from the J20s, unless you are like you know Rasmus Dahlin or someone. Yeah, like exactly. Um, I'm the, I, I'm not even sure. Uh, no, for for sure, uh, Leo Carson wasn't on Örebro's um, uh, top power play unit until mm-hmm. late in the playoffs. Really, um, so so there is that as well, um, but yeah, it's for me what really stood out in that terrible game that you and I watched live uh, was the fact that Felix Nilsson was probably a regular's best player when he was on the ice. Yeah, um, tenacity, um, going hard in on the forecheck, um, playing smart, hockey yeah. IQ. Uh, knowing what to do, knowing what not to do, which is equally important. And then, obviously, um, for me personally, I think I saw a little bit of a um, upgrade version of Lucas Vedemo in a way. And and let's be honest, he's so young. I mean, he's yeah. turning in two weeks' time. He's turning uh, eighteen. Yeah. Um, Lucas Vedemo was passed over one year as well, but yeah. he's already at that level two years ahead, which points to a NHL career or, or at least a very good chance of an NHL career where we count maybe, what, 50 games as a success. And and that is, uh, yeah, I think it's worth taking a flyer on Felix Nilsson. Me, knowing what I do about Rugler and, and what I know about, you know, Felix Nilsson from, from different players, different coaches, um, and different scout agencies as well. Um, I would wouldn't be against picking him in with the thirty seventh pick that Montreal has if they can acquire maybe another second rounder that is a little bit later. I would probably take him there, but it wouldn't be totally out of line picking him at thirty seven if you really really like him. Yeah, the question is just how high is his upside? Because as you say, like, you know, if, if we see him as a glorified Vedemo, Vedemo played 13 games in the NHL with two goals. Um, he was a quality AHLer for sure. He's a quality SHLer. He's going to play for Lexan this season. Um, 
the question is just will Phil, do we know enough about Felix Nilsson that he will project to anything more than a you know future third fourth liner in the NHL uh, and that's the question as well do you want that uh, kind of stable projection to to be taken with your you know if you say your thir- 37th pick you know it's still basically a first rounder a late first rounder uh, being so early in the second um that's the question, basically. Uh, or do you want to swing for the fences? Um, I don't know what Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon thinks. Um, I think that there are plenty of players. It's a deep draft. Um, if they can, you know, get a, a, another second rounder, that would be probably ideal. Um, otherwise, as you say, like, you know, Ruggler is a great development program. We see, you know, a couple of years back, I remember you being very high on Samuel Johannesson, for example, an overager who who wasn't drafted, but was playing, you know, um, third pairing minutes for Ruggler. He didn't make it in Ruggler, but he played for Brinas, a, a rivaling team this season and was, you know, was really good. One of the few really good players on that team. So, I mean, he's 22 now. He's signed to Columbus. But it just tells you something about the regular development program that, you know, if they believe in you, um, they probably believe in you for a reason. And um, we can make the comparison again, you know, if we make the comparison with Nilsson and Vedemo, we can make the comparison with Otto Engstrom and Matthias Norlinder, for example. Norlinder was passed over one draft, then he was drafted, you know, Otto Engstrom comes into the SHL as an 18-year-old. Um, having that extra year, um, of already having established yourself, you know, that can be, you know, that, that can be quite the key in the long run when it comes to making it in the uh, North American leagues and, and staying there for good. Indeed. And we're going to take a quick break here, not to go to our sponsors. Maybe we will be do that after. But right now we're going to listen to what Cam Abbott had to say uh, about Felix Nelson after that uh, game that we saw. Felix had a great, very solid game. I thought their whole line did a good job to... Um play together with the puck very impressive um, they, they led the way on the compete side and did a, a good job to uh, to set the next line up for some good offensive zone changes you know um, played very responsibly like uh, like what I see there yeah and how would you describe him I mean late June birthday uh, looking towards the draft he's going to probably rise in the rankings okay good skating sure He's a skilled player. There's probably other players in our lineup that are, you know, um, maybe like Marco kind of comes to mind uh, a little bit along that development path. I feel uh, Felix is a uh, is a very intelligent hockey player, and he does a great job, you know, identifying how he can take a spot in this lineup and uh, play a lot of minutes, which he did again tonight by being accountable defensively and. Um, that just goes to show uh, how committed he is to helping this team win. He is. Uh, there's also a very uh, detailed skill package in there. He's, he's got uh, ability to play, play with the puck and, and use his teammates and be offensive. Um, I think he's put a little bit of that on the back burner so that he can find the minutes that he's looking for right now, uh, which he's earning, and um, and that will continue to develop. So, um, you know, just to keep stay humble is what I reckon talk to him about and uh, keep working it's about the next game coming up six foot 175 already um would you see him as a uh, center or a winger down the line oh it's a bit uh, early <laughs> yeah i mean he's i think as that age getting into this lineup in this league guys generally um play the wing a little bit to start um we've seen that transition to the middle of the ice 
with different guys when the need is there and when the opportunity comes for them. Um, so, yeah, um, he's a smart player and for sure can play in the middle for us and does with the junior team quite a bit uh, when he needs to. And, um, yeah, the, the positional stuff will take care of itself. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. There you have it. Uh, really interesting. In, in one way, he doesn't say a lot. And in another way, he's that quiet, confident kind of coach that you want your player to have. Or what do you think, Anton? Yeah, for sure. Um, Cam is... Um, he was a great player. He's uh, probably an even better coach. Um, the way that he um, makes his players you know, believe in him and, and believe in the, the coaching staff and, and the team um, and the way that he develops young players. Uh, I think that, you know, he's part of this new coaching style, which is not very vocal. It's not Mike Babcock style that you just terrify your players into performing well, but, you know, instead, you know, being a little bit more laid back and, and trying to, uh, trying to teach by, by being a, yeah, a warmer character, um, which I personally prefer as well. I don't believe in, you know, management through fear. Um, so it's interesting to hear what he has to say about Felix. Uh, obviously, taking a spot as a winger uh, to start out, as many youngsters do. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it, it could be a, a very interesting season. I, I'm just assuming that he will get a lot of opportunities to play in the SHL um, the upcoming season. And the interesting part will be if he takes a place um, as a center or a wing, because it, it looks like, um, it sounds like Cam opens up for him playing as a center in the future as well, uh, as he as he gets accustomed to the higher tempo. Indeed. And, and in a way, he has really, I mean, looking at the past season, Felix Nielsen played with the under 20 as a 17-year-old. We, yeah. we usually talk about, you know, they, they play with SHL with 17-year-olds is a big step. But even playing with, you know, two, three age groups higher is a big step in this age. Yeah. So so really impressive. He's over point per game uh, in the under 20s um, league. He was part of the playoff run. Uh, didn't finish it because of that wrist injury that we mentioned. Um, you did some research about the point production in the under 20s. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's interesting to see that the best players uh, who had the highest point totals um, around, you know, just over 60 points or 63, 69 in 40 in something games, uh, an average a point average per game at around 1.4. They're both born in, in um, 2003. So they're two years older. Then we have players like Noah Doward Nilsson, for example, for Frölunda, uh, who played most of the season, well, basically all of the season with the J20s. He had 54 points, um, and he's the same age as uh, as Felix Nilsson. But Felix Nilsson, um, he stacks up well. He's 20th in total uh, for points, and that's in only 36 games, uh, while most of the others played 42, 43, 45 games. Um, so naturally, just being above a point, uh, above 
a point per game. Only 20, 25 players in the league did that um, while playing a full season. And, and you know, we have to remember there as well that he actually played, you know, 20 games with with the senior team as well. So, uh, yeah, he, he has projected the way I, I think the that he has developed faster than Ruggler actually thought um, since he's, you know, still just a 17 year old and he had. Before this season, he had played um, only 19 games with the uh, J20 team. He he was basically just getting established with the J18 team, uh, and then this se- season he only played once for the J uh, for the under under 18 team because he was just too good for that team. Um, so yeah, a- an overall impressive season, and uh, yeah, regular struggled a bit, but they should be a top side again coming into this season, and it will be interesting to see what the Felix Nilsson can bring to the table. Indeed, and and it is a little bit of an autumn angstrom light if you if you think about it. Uh, grabbing that spot, he's supposed to play with the under 18s, but he stays up and plays with the under 20s all season long. A little yeah. bit like we expected autumn angstrom to to play most of the time with the under-820s. Mm. And then he stays with the SHL team. Um, it's it's incredible. And I think it's uh, a, a player that any team that picks him between 40 and 50 is going to look at it as a steal from that point of view. Uh, obviously, we won't have the scorecard <laughs> until a couple of years later. But for me, he looks like a very, very strong uh, prospect. Maybe not that new shiny toy, but the one that you will outlast a lot of those shiny toys down the line. And we're going to finish this short podcast with the words of uh, David San Louis, our former colleague and uh, EP prospect guy. Um, and uh, thank you guys for listening. But remember to listen to David because we trust him more than ourselves sometimes. One of my favorite prospects in the draft is Felix Nilsson. Uh, I've only seen him live twice, but what I've seen is a solid player that I think has a game that translates very much into the NHL. Maybe not top line, but it translates very well. So the question is, what do you see? And the second question that he will have to answer is, how much has this impacted his ranking? Because he wasn't at the under-18 Worlds because of the wrist injury. Yeah, of course. If he played at the U18s, he would definitely be higher on many lists. Like, I think some scouts lack exposure with him um, because you, everything you said, it's right. He's first and foremost a very hardworking player, so he's a better two player than many other others on that Swedish team. And not only that, but he has skills. Maybe not top line skills. Uh, like you said, but middle six, uh, winger, maybe he could, I think he's a winger, but he could move up to center too because he has that kind of engagement and ability to support teammates. And he's very good in transition at moving the puck. He does so intelligently. So he manages the puck well, and he can also de- deceive defenders to create lanes sometimes. So he has that, those playmaking abilities, that, those hard working uh, skills too. Uh, he's good on the back check, on the forward check. And yes, speed too. I'm not sure about his skating. I disagreed with that. Uh, with Glassy, I saw it closer to average than above average, but Glassy was very adamant that it was above average. So I, I believe him more than my own evaluation because he saw him more than me. And the same for, for Jimmy. 
So speed, uh, hardworking, he's a playmaker. Those are those skills are very good NHL foundation. Yeah, and and those are the kind of things that an NHL scout really looks at as well, because they know it translates well. Yeah, I know many NHL scouts like him. They've seen it too. <laughs> he won't fall too much on draft day, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you have him at 50, if I remember correctly. And I'm really uh, 40, 40 something. Uh, 41. Like, we have him pretty high. If it's 41, I'm, I'm, I'm more happy with you. So I think <laughs> Montreal should take him at number 35, 37. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be a good range for him. Like, among other players, like, even we debated him between, we had a debate between Stenberg and Phil Nielsen for part of the year. Like, we like Nielsen more, but then there was too, too big of a gap in performance performance there after Stenberg's U18. Like, he showed his skill more and it was harder to keep Nielsen ahead. But there's an argument there, I feel, because Nielsen has a more NHL translatable play style. Stenberg's skills, Stenberg's has had higher highs during the season, but in terms of translatable skills, it's really Nielsen. Yeah, he also, I, I think he also had uh, the lower lows, uh, to be honest. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so, again, David, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>